Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. From Oscar-winning filmmakers Chai Vassarelli and Jimmy Chin, Wildlife follows conservationist Chris Tompkins on an epic, decade-spanning love story as wild as the landscape she's dedicated her life to protecting. After falling in love in midlife, Chris and the outdoorsman and entrepreneur Doug Tompkins left behind the world of the massively successful outdoor brands they'd helped pioneer, Patagonia, North Face, and Esprit, and turned their attention to a visionary effort to create national parks throughout Chile and Argentina via their nonprofit Tompkins Conservation. It's a wonderful documentary film put together by two accomplished filmmakers, and we're fortunate to have with us today the two filmmakers, Chai Vassarelli and Jimmy Chin. Welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. It's so nice to be here, and so nice to see you again. There's so much to uh, to talk about in terms of just the story itself and the filmmaking involved. Um, In some ways, this film, and maybe this is more to Jimmy, um, it feels like a a film that is kind of closing a loop for you personally, as well as professionally. Is is that a fair assessment of? That That is a fair assessment. I mean, I think, you know, Rick Ridgway, uh, one of the participants in the film, you know, invited me on my first National Geographic expedition in 2002 and taught me how to film on that expedition and, you know, introduced me to Yvonne and Yvonne and Rick introduced me to Chris and Doug. And, you know, these were people that I really looked up to and that had defined a lifestyle and ethos that I had really aspired to in in my career and as i you know evolved as as a storyteller but just also as a human being and so it's been deeply satisfying and and gratifying to kind of be able to tell their story and bring their story to life well it certainly comes across in the film um chai in terms of how the project came about how you got involved sort of getting to know chris and all of it. Let's talk a little bit about that process for you. Well, this one was tricky, Mike. It's like, it's a film about Jimmy's mentors. I mean, as his filmmaking partner and his wife, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And I mean, like we're often kind of like this, where we're super hesitant to make a film just because you understand the real commitment that will be involved. And we understand like how we approach films. It's like, you're not done until you're really done, you know? But for for me, it was when I understood this idea of regeneration that's so intrinsic to the story, be it Doug at the height of his Esprit career deciding that he could actually do more for the planet and leaving it all behind, be it Chris, the first CEO of the Patagonia company, understanding that like, listen, like if she doesn't leave now, her life, this is her whole life, that's it, her life's over. And so she leaves everyone she knows and loves behind to follow this love of her life that she meets later in life. And then, then again, she has to regenerate when she loses her husband and find the strength to keep on going. And only in that action does she kind of assume her own voice after being this woman behind these two incredibly charismatic men for so many years. So it was that that really moved me. 
this idea of seeing a woman in her 70s like find her voice and it's a really powerful voice and then additionally you know we kind of we've made this film over seven years so we were flirting with it the first few years and just filming but not committing but we that was also we lived through a pandemic and spending so much time with our kids who are now nine and seven you know because you really were just staring at their faces all day every day you know like during lockdown and i began to understand viscerally just how scared they were about climate change and here is a story that demonstrates with great love and great heart and lots of hardship that we can do something and we will have to do something and you can do it like step by step, one foot in front of the other. And that's what I wanted to give the children. And this is kind of like a film that we made, at least I made for our kids. I do want to get into the story, the, the, the story, the love story between Chris and Doug and, and so much other things, so many other things to talk about. But I want to compliment you on the structure of this film. I love the way it unfolds. Just you give us the information we need to get started. Then you pull us into the story and then you give us more information. And it deepens our, our appreciation and understanding of these people as to why they who they are who they are. I just love the structure of the film. Who, who should I direct that, that question to? I'm sure both of you, but with, I assume this was an intentional, the way you went about kind of telling unfolding the story. One, this is the first film I've ever made where I never met one of the main participants, which is Doug, because Doug died and I never got the chance to meet him. Right. Two, it spans like over 60 years and it there's so many different films in this film. And you know, you can make a Patagonia film, you can make the 70s film, you can make the, the origins of the North Face, Esprit, Doug, Yvonne, like Yvonne could, we could make many films about Yvonne. But there's something that happened with this movie where you know, it was kind of late where we under where we were like, let's try to to put Doug's death in the beginning. And in doing that, it liberated us to tell to allow Chris's story to come to the forefront, because that's the story in the present. And that's a story where you see someone truly change in front of the camera. Doug changed and evolved, but we didn't film that. Whereas with Chris, like you see her finding her voice. So you know, the structure is painstakingly put together, especially the middle part, which is like really not very sexy because it's telling you like, how do you make a national park? And like, how do you do the community building necessary when like in five different languages? And like, it's it's very complicated, but it was really important to us to do that work, you know, in the guts of the movie. Thank you for saying that. Um, as always, we have to credit our closest creative collaborator, our editor, Bob Eisenhart, who we've made Meru, Free Solo, The Rescue, and now this together. Um, and he's just so good at structure, but it, it was one of those like aha moments where you had like the, the guts to try something that was like kind of icky because who wants to start with like a funeral, <laughs> but it worked. It really, it really worked. And Jimmy, is there anything you want to add to, to that or? I mean, I think I have to credit Chai and Bob with what they, I call, or they call, or we call breaking the film we often have these edits that work pretty well, that that feel pretty good, but we're not, we don't necessarily settle <laughs> pretty good. So it's a little painful because we'll take a, what we think is like a decent film and break it and then break it again and then rebuild it and break it. And, you know, I get to watch Chai and Bob, you know, in that process and, you know, we're pretty relentless about making getting it to this point by breaking the film many many times and it's kind of like our thing in that like bob and i are both like 
we're all very, very curious and also quite open-hearted, if that makes sense. Like we're good, we're good viewers. Like I'll cry during National Treasure. Like, like, you know, like, I'm like this is amazing. This is the most best film I've ever seen. But then afterwards, like I'll break it apart. Yeah. And it's this idea of just pushing and pushing and pushing the material, that's really interesting. And it's kind of the fun of it, you know, and it's the craft of it. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I have had this pet idea of what if somebody were to recut Pulp Fiction as a straight narrative? I wonder what it would look like and feel like. Sort of just that's kind of an extreme example of of that idea, I think, in some ways. But Joel um, Cohen um, suggested to us that we make a film that we use only archival footage and make up the story. <laughs> which I think is a great idea. And I think maybe, you know, like if this, if the strike goes on, this is something I can do as a pet project at home, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, um, that's great. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about Doug and Chris. They are the, the, the heart and soul of the film. And, and I mean, there's so many people you could say they are the heart and soul of one part of the film, but, but Chris is obviously such an, a vital part of this uh, storytelling. Let's just talk about the, those two people, the couple, as we see them in the film. I think Chris is this extraordinary character that, you know, she's um, so successful creating this uh, incredible brand with Yvonne Chouinard. And she has the guts and the courage to kind of leave it all behind and walk away from it because she feels like there's more for her and that she needs a new purpose, a new meaning in her life. And she, of course, falls in love with Doug, who is a very complicated person that, you know, not everybody gets along with or might understand. And so Doug also, you know, this incredible visionary falls in love with Chris. And I think that that partnership and that deep devotion to each other is what allowed them the strength to carry on a 20 plus year dream that they never knew if they were going to be able to achieve. And that just takes so much courage and commitment and devotion and belief. And I think that that's why, you know, this, this film ultimately hinges on this love story because it is that partnership that allows them to achieve this, you know, kind of impossible dream right let's talk about <clears throat> who was it that said in the film in order to understand an entrepreneur you have to study uh, Ivan Chenard, the juvenile, delinquent. The, the juvenile yeah. delinquent which as when he said it I wasn't sure and then as as we get into the film yes this certainly is a good guidepost for us to to kind of understand so much of the people in this film um let's talk about their work the conservation the, the this is really Again, story about this couple, story about their adventures and their lives and their exciting. But it's it's so wonderful to see the the, the film unfold as uh, not only telling of their story, but a lesson for all of us, something that we can kind of hold on to as a, as a member of the audience and aspire to be a part of. Chai, is that a fair way to? Absolutely. I mean, the work is the work. And I have to say, like, there's something incredibly fulfilling for me that it's so authentic to who they are. I mean, Yvonne's probably the same person he was 
70 years ago than he is today. <laughs> and so much of this ethos is what's interesting is like me as an outsider to this climbing community is like these are the original dirtbag climbers. They like set out and this entrepreneurial spirit is like inherent, intrinsic to who they are. And when there's a problem, they try to fix it. And they do it with great humility. And so it's nice, like, you know, if you think about it, like the North Face and Patagonia have defined the outdoor industry as we know it today. Like every kid in my daughter's class has got a North Face backpack. And when they understand the, the ethos that was originally behind these brands, I think is quite powerful. And, you know, I hope this film is a reminder of just that we can do the work. And if you do the work, you know, things get done. Just want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Oscar-winning filmmakers Chai Vassarelli as well as Jimmy Chin. The film is called Wildlife, and it is going to be out on the National Geographic channel on May 25th, as well as streaming the next day on Disney+. Plus. What a wonderful partnership this has been with National Geographic. Uh, uh, the Rescue, I believe, was also a National Geographic project, and I remember watching that film through my the fingers on my hand here because... An absolutely breathtakingly suspenseful film. I mean, it was just, there's, yeah, that one really had me wanting to, I, not knowing exactly what was going to happen. And the way you guys were able to pull that off, it's just, that was a remarkable film, as is this one as well. Um, this partnership with uh, National Geographic, what has this meant for you as filmmakers and going about doing what you want to do? I mean, it's been the most creative and productive partnership we could ever hope for. And I have to credit Jimmy, who's got a 25 year relationship at Nat Geo. Yeah, over yeah. 20, 20 yeah. years. Um, where you were a photographer. I was a photographer yeah. for them first. But, you know, I think that this type of support really allows us the space to do the work that we want to do, but also do it the way that we want to do it, which is I think it's very special and we're very grateful. And additionally, like it's incredibly fulfilling to be working with two, two very badass female like executives, yes. you know, like Courtney Monroe who runs the national geographic channels as well as Carolyn Bernstein who runs Nat Geo docs. Like it's been, it's, it's fun. And it's been special to see this brand really come to life in terms of its doc work. Yes. And it's been special to be part of that because we can sit in a dark room by ourselves, but it, they, it only becomes a film with the resources and the support. And I never understood as an independent filmmaker how that sort of studio support could help, could really amplify your voice. Absolutely. Well, and the, yeah, the other thing is you get to, again, with your track record, obviously with the Academy Award you won for Free Solo, how that expands your opportunities to pursue what you want. And then you come back consistently with quality projects and, and that connect with people. That's the thing. All of the, all your films, there, there's a humanity to all of them that um, is that I'm drawn to. And we get, again, getting to know Yvonne, Melinda, Edgar, Rick, all these different people and, and the impact that in some way they've had on my life. I live by the beach. I have, you know, I, I have this affection for being outside outdoors, not understanding this sort of ethos that they have helped create about an appreciation of nature. And you are now returning it, returning the favor by showing us what they're all about. So uh, my congratulations again on all your work, but this one in particular, it's just uh, Chris is amazing. And as you were saying, Chai, the idea of women, this starts out as, as a film about a lot of guys doing a lot of guy things. 
and it morphs into something about a lot of women doing a lot of great things. So um, congrats. Congrats on all. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. It's so nice to see you, and thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Again, the film is called Wildlife. Uh, we've been speaking with the co-directors and other very, very many other hats worn by these two people, Chai Vassarelli and Jimmy Chin, cinematographer, producer, lots and lots of things going on here. So thank you. Uh, it is, again, premiering on National Geographic on May 25th. Be looking for it there and also streaming on next day on Disney+. Plus. Um, all the best moving forward, kids. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Radio.